Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to another episode of TBH. To be honest, I'm your boy, Devon, a.k.a. Murph McGirt. We're here with Nate, a.k.a. Wallflower, Nadia, a.k.a. Face Beat. And, and before we get into anything else, we got to let this nigga happen right now. Because of a bet that was lost from last week about Georgia going blue, which I predicted, and we have a certain one of our wonderful, musicianly, musically talented guests that are gonna bring us a victory song. <laughs> Georgia on my mind by Ray hey, Charles. Fuck you, Devon. The one, the one, the only, Nadia, aka Face Beat. Take it away. First, I would like to say that there's a recount happening in Georgia. <laughs> All right, Trump, boom, sing that song. And I only, if we count the real ballots, <laughs> I was still right. But a bet, unfortunately, is still a bet. So let me pull up these lyrics. Uh, I don't want to do this. You want to share the instrumental so you can sing over the instrumental? Nah, because I don't want us to have this episode taken down. Yep, can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> so, well... While sneaky me definitely would have said yes, the honorable side of me has decided not to. I'm happy y'all know better than me. I'm not, I'm not smart. <laughs> Georgia. Oh, Georgia. No, 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 peace I find. Just an old sweet song. Keeps Georgia on my mind. Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. No, 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 no peace I find. Just an old sweet song. Sweet song. Keeps Georgia on my mind. Woo! Let's go! I almost said it to you. There we go. Beautiful. I'm so upset, but at the same time, you know, it was my vote single-handedly that saved this. You did it. You did it. You did it. Oh, man. You sang for that vote. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so hopefully, you know, Ray Charles's family sues us and takes this episode down, but... Hopefully not. We need to get through the whole first verse. And Rachel's family not there for us. You, you got like <laughs> 20 words. I said hopefully. <laughs> I said hopefully. Yeah, okay. That hopefully. Now you choose to be hopeful on one segment this whole time. And it was that? Yep. <laughs> All right, y'all. We got a dope-ass show for y'all today. Um, uh, we got our the ghetto segment. We got some dope, unpopular opinions. And an awesome episode of Who's Lying. Uh all about the Trump recount. Oh, well, is it the Trump recount? Is it just the recount? All about the presidential recount. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll be right back with the ghetto. I'll let y'all. Hey, everyone. Nate from TBH here. Do you have a friend who wants to listen to podcasts but can't use the Anchor platform? Tell them it's all good because, to be honest, it's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts for all the Android homies. Remember, if you have any comments about this week's episode or you have a story for one of our segments to cover, feel free to message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash tobehonestpod or shoot us an email at two, that's the number two, beyondthispod at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, welcome back to TBH. Um, we're here with a segment, The Ghetto. 
Um, and Face B is going to introduce us to what we're talking about today. Yeah, so we're going to talk about kind of the foolishness that was happening uh, on Twitter with Kiki Palmer today for this week. So, you know, everyone on Black Twitter was just simply minding their business, you know, making their way in a global pandemic. We hear Kiki Palmer tweet into the universe unprovoked. Imagine if your EBT card could only work on healthy items and a bunch of eye emojis. Um, obviously, everyone was like, just collectively like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Then she says, the gag is nobody give, no one give a fuck about healthy eating. Ha 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 ha. That was her. And then she kind of doubled down. Somebody was like, the gag, in all caps, the gag is you're ignoring disabled people trying to explain how harmful your tweets have been. You are willfully repeating and doubling down on this without even considering anything we've been saying. Farmers markets aren't accept, ex accessible. Fresh packaged produce is expensive. Kiki Palmer. There's nothing wrong with thinking healthy foods like fruits and veggies and certain meat should be free for people with EBT cards. I said nothing about anything else you said. Only that I would be happy to go towards some, for my taxes to go towards something like that to be possible. She also added the new vice president or vice president-elect Kamala Harris being like, "Ayo, sis, like, let's put these restrictions on these EBT cards. She also went to Instagram to say, I'm just here for comments, added for context. I have been eating extremely healthy lately. And I've been sad about my debit card balance because of this. Healthy food is more expensive for a reason. It's fresh and good for you and gives you energy. Bad foods are bad for a reason. They last, they last long and they taste good because tons of sodium. And they aren't expensive because they're honestly not food. Well, that sentence didn't make sense in the first half. Most likely they are food-like products. In the end, imagine if you could get whatever healthy food you wanted on your EBD card. Like all the healthy foods could be swiped for free. Pretty much a reward for being healthy, but even more so giving homes a break that want to eat healthy foods but can't afford it. So I've kind of just get rewarded Kiki Palmer, um, the obvious policymaker food genius nutritionist he expert um the award of the ghetto because i think she's wilding and i think she's really dumb thoughts the the weird thing is that you can buy fruits and vegetables with an ebt card it really just depends whether or not the store that you live in is, has fruits and vegetables that are fresh enough for you to buy so her like this general assumption that everyone at ebt card is just never buying any fruits never buying any vegetables never cooking with fruits or vegetables and like there's hella like black dishes that you like need vegetables for you know that aren't just like you know sugars and fats and oils but it's just really weird because it, clearly she doesn't she's so disconnected from the world of ebt she just assumes that we're all like buying potato chips and like snickers bars and like i don't know like hot links i don't know i'm just thinking of like the things that she thinks that people can purchase it with and people were really telling her facts and shit of, like yeah 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 she thinks we're all like like high school kids shopping at the corner store with like our mom's ebt card now we're adults and all we're doing is buying like ramen and shit like that but it's obviously more complicated it's like if, if there's a larger conversation about food deserts that maybe she could have if like she understood the topic at all but clearly she i'm doesn't. also 
just confused because like maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think you could just like endlessly swipe certain types of food for free on an EBT card. Like, isn't there like a budget assigned to the card? Oh yeah, you, you get a certain to... amount of dollars per month, like just flat. Yeah, so I don't understand how you would ever get a government to approve of like I think she's saying she's not encouraging restriction because she's saying you should be rewarded if you if you pay for healthy food with EBT by having that food be for free. But I don't think that's like that's not how an EBT card works. Mm-mm. Like and so I feel like what would happen realistically is that you could only buy healthy food on that EBT card and then that eats up more of the budget faster. I think the saddest part of this whole thing is that the idea that EBT is not for healthy foods and like this like myth is kind of part of the problem for why EBT is not effective (laughs) at ensuring that communities that need have healthy diets. Because the premise behind EBT, like the EBT is actually based on SNAP, right? Which like the federal program of food stamps is SNAP, right? And SNAP in and of itself, as a premise, is supposed to bring healthy diets to low-income communities. That's the point of providing them with access to funds so they can don't have to buy cheap, shitty food so they can afford highly high uh, uh, produce that's from good agriculture places, right? So they get good produce, right? So the premise of you can use your EBT to get healthy food was what the premise behind producing EBT, right? And so like this idea that like black people don't use it or don't have access or don't use it is another way to criminalize those that have the the the, the get the program and get the EBT, but then don't have access to the right produce, right? Food deserts exist, right? Like the issue with EBT is not just in black communities, but also in rural communities where like there's not a fucking farm or store where you can buy produce and you can buy meats in your community. And that it's good for your diet. And it's easier to go to McDonald's and get a two for one. Right. And so, like, even <laughs> it's well, even like far away. Like, if you don't have a car, you can't make it to like the the more healthy grocery stores that are in like gentrified or white areas. If you are able to have a car or use the bus to get there, you're still heavily policed in those areas. Cause I remember somebody went and used an EBT card at Whole Foods and like was I think harassed and arrested or had the police called on them. So it's just like, I don't, and some places don't accept EBT cards as a discouragement for those people to shop at those places. And the federal government has actually already identified EBT as being ineffective or SNAP as a program being ineffective at producing healthy solutions for healthy diets for families, which is why they produce other programs. Like they put, the government produced this program, it was $10 million called the HFFI, which essentially is an initiative to produce healthy food, like options in communities. And so it gave stipends for, for stores to start selling like better produce in their stores and they would get a tax break, right? And so like that $10 million tax break, right? that $10 million bill or initiative, even though it was like passed, it shows that SNAP is inaccessible, unable to produce better diets. And so Kiki Palmer, like as much as she may think that she's like making like the woke like statement or like the, the healthy statement. And if anything, she's making the anti-black statement. Because it literally is demonizing communities and making it seem like niggas is obese by choice, right? No, niggas is obese out of necessity because like if your mother got two kids, three kids and she a single mom and she can't afford to fucking go to the grocery store that's two hours away every night to feed your ass, and it's easy to go to the McDonald's that they just built up the block. 
or the or the Wendy's or whatever, it's easier to do that. And so why would you not? And also, like, just the amount of time it it has to take for people um, who have low income to, like, just make it through the day, like, to go through their jobs, to go through, like, all of the stuff necessary for survival. A lot of people don't have energy to then, like, prepare or cook those healthy meals or whatever. Like, not everyone has their, their own personal fucking chef or, like, free time on the weekend to just, like, prep meals for the weekend and shit like that. Sometimes you have to produce like the most efficient modes of food possible but then also like let's just talk about it being obese is not a crime like being big like being overweight is not i feel like there's a big like hyper diet culture in america that makes people who aren't like under 150 feel like they're just the worst fucking people on the earth and it's just like mind your fucking business like i'll never see anyone come at like rich people who have terrible diets like meek mill is eating french fries in the pool like summer walker is eating french cheese fries out of dustpin sweetie is making a ghetto food creation every five weeks on instagram and, and it's cute because they're thin you follow jason derulo nah so i don't he be on the shade room a lot because he like he, i follow foodie sites this nigga the whole quarantine has been making some of the most diabetic dishes I've ever seen. Like this nigga made like, he made a like peanut butter jelly, like layered, like big ass sandwich, but like put like M&Ms and cotton candy in the bread. Like it was, it was, it was just amalgamation, just sugar, but nobody's shaming them. Anything people share, it be like, oh my God, it looks so good. Oh geez. But like, but if a fat person eating a burger, it's like, oh, look at your fat ass. What? <laughs> yeah, it's like Lizzo could, is exercising in her tweets and talking about her vegan diet and people are still like she's so promoting this unhealthy lifestyle meanwhile your favorite rapper is eating like any types of zans multiple types of drinking multiple types of lean is eating like a diet of like i don't even know what the fuck like strippers asses and french fries or whatever like i heard that's high protein <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just saying, it's just like OD, like thin people can have the most unhealthy styles and nobody says shit. Like these niggas get winded after like two seconds of a run. But if you're a big nigga, like magically, like it's a crime that you exist and are breathing and are happy and enjoying food. Like I'm sick of like this disordered thoughts about some food being good food or other food being bad food when food for the most part is just food. And the fact that people have these restrictions on food based on how much money you have is the real crime not the people who are making the best out of what to eat like that should just be a right it should not be like a privilege to have food any yeah. type of food she also kind of responded to the criticism which people were like but aren't you like a wealthy person making this criticism upon people who like can't afford to make other choices and she's like that's the problem the problem is that you just think of me as like a wealthy person and not like a person with an idea who like, <laughs> and I'm like, the problem is that you're like sitting in your nice house and your nice bed, like cosplaying a poor person, wondering how you can get through the struggle. And you're like, oh, this is how I would solve my poor issues. I would make it so I could only eat fruits and veggies. It's like, why are you even having that? Why are you even like weirdly having that like poor imagination for no reason? You're not like, oh, I could donate fruits and veggies to like, a local Chicago like food pantry, you're like, why don't they eat more fruits and veggies? It's like that's what, what I'm saying. Like she is the funds to like 
choose the funds and also the connections to get with so many of these rich ass celebrities that are in quarantine right now to do things like help pay rent help buy food for people like support organizations that are already doing those things and help bring funding to those organizations instead of just like giving their tax break money away to like the um what is it called the charity industrial complex or whatever uh but they're not gonna do that because they don't really give a fuck outside of like shaming like i'm really tired of black celebrities suddenly becoming experts on like issues of struggle went just off the strength of them being visible they're not experts they didn't go research nowhere they don't know shit they're just rich and good at acting yeah true jackson thinks you should eat more veggies I hope that she does Akilah the B-level research next time she speaks on <laughs> Exactly. I was like, True Jackson thinks that poor people eat bad. Like, I was like, nobody's going to ever approve of a thing that's like, because it's like the rhetoric's going to be like, you're going to hand out healthy food. You have to earn healthy food by yeah. working a good job and not relying on that shit. Or it's going to be like, take the money that you uh, spend on your unhealthy food and just buy like a celery stick. That's the problem. Yeah, it's some Summer Walker-ass logic. That's what it reminded me of. Summer Walker was like, y'all need to stop feeding y'all babies baby food because it's full of chemicals, even though all food is full of chemicals, that dumb bitch. And he was like, a baby could just have an apple and some lettuce and sustain itself. You need to just get some natural food. An apple and some lettuce. That's what she basically said. She's like, apples only cost 36 cents. Your baby can't eat no apple? No, stupid bitch, because babies can't eat you regular food. They can't food. process that much baby. sugar. And then She's apple. a non-mother, y'all. Leave her alone. She's about to be a mother. Oh, she pregnant? I'm pretty sure she pregnant. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty she sure she's pregnant. No, no. She, 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 she said she was just bloated. Okay, I she, she, she said she, 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 she was bloated. Oh, well, I'm dumb. I didn't read the clickbait. I just thought she was pregnant. I just hate when, like, fans, were, when uh, they're standing at the top of the hill and, like, their fans are their supporters. They're like, yeah, nothing means more to me than my fans and the people who, like, talk to me and engage with me. And then when they're just like, you may be wrong about this, Kiki. She's like, it's because y'all haters and y'all just view me as this rich black celebrity. That's the problem. I'm like, it can't, both can't be true. Like, bro, we- you've been working since you were like 10. Of course, you're a rich black celebrity. You can't exactly. be like, oh, you Kiki Palmer. I've been in all types of fucking movies. Like, I'm like, have a talk show. I have all these multiple things, like, and don't have no revenue. Either you're wasteful or bad at money, or like, you rich. Like you on daytime television, bro. Like <laughs> you the child of Raven Simone. You Raven Simone's son. Right. Raven Simone learned. Raven Simone learned that sometimes you just gotta keep like your like your weird kind of anti black opinion to yourself. On your on your own personal Instagram. Stop talking to us. Yeah, just stop. Just keep it. Just, just like, stop. Y'all still love me, so fuck it. So exactly. And black people were like, please just stop talking, Raven. Please, we want to love you. We want to love you. Please just stop tweeting. And she stopped. And that's what she did. Exactly. She was like, bet, bet. She was like, I'm gonna bring the show back too. We were like, yes. Yes, Raven. Bring the show back, Raven. Yes. We love it. 
I was rewatching <laughs> that at the beginning of quarantine. I was like, young me had taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, this show is still good. I was like, she's still hey, a good actress. Go on the mask finger, Raven. That's what we like. It. There yes, we go. Let's yes. That's what we like. Oh my God. <laughs> the finger. Yeah, like, Raven just stopped talking to us and, mm-hmm. like, just was, like, let her work speak for itself. People stopped like, asking her what race she was and she just stopped answering. It's like Raven got quiet. It's like Raven got quiet and Adelia Beggs was like, yo, why y'all not talking? Why y'all not talking? People not talking about nothing. <laughs> why y'all not talking about nothing? <laughs> Oh my god, bro! I remember I, I found her like her like uh, her her spam Twitter account, and I was like, "This is hundred percent Azalea Banks' spam Twitter." Oh and then my god! Then I got deleted like 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 two months later, and I was yeah, like, "That is being wild. like violently transphobic for no reason." Yo. No reason. Now she's on Facebook like encourage like like and a Summer Walker. Man, fuck Azalea Banks. Like you I tried. Yeah, she's on Facebook like Summer Walker, like eating sea moss and throwing it up and being like, "It's because it redid my insides. It's because I'm healthy now." I'm like, "It sounds like you." Yeah, it wasn't yeah. supposed to be drinking that much. <laughs> she literally oh, like. She was like, I'm oh. drinking this sea moss smoothie, and then the next snap was like her th- her like after throwing up, and she was like, "It just redid." Oh boy! Like she, like, she's like Doctor Umar to me. Like, uh, like her clips are very meme worthy, but at her as a person is just repugnant. After Doctor Umar said, sometimes you gotta kill the kids, bro. I can't look at him. In, I can't look at him in the same. Okay, I don't. I don't share Doctor Umar memes, and I don't share Azalea Banks. <laughs> bro said you gotta kill the kids, bro. Sometimes you gotta kill the kids. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Did he rhyme something about releasing me to kill Bill? He was like, they think they think they can challenge me, and I they they can't they can't challenge me. They know they can't challenge me. I'm not somebody off the streets. And I look them in their eyes and I tell them that they're not gonna challenge me. But you know what, man? Some of them you can't get to. Some of your kids you gotta let go. And people in the crowd is yeah, like, what? Man, like that was it for me. That was it for me. Like, I said, like, who are you gonna let go? I'm like, are you gonna kill the kids? I'm like, you kill find out that talk about that moment when you find out you on a list of niggas getting let go. Like, what? <laughs> me? What? Why me? That moment when you're like, when your teacher is telling you that like no one passed the test and all of you failed. <laughs> what? <laughs> and you like, what? The average was a fifty. Oh, some of us is gonna make it. <laughs> the average was a fifty. <laughs> That's wild. Fuck the work. I, yeah. I never saw anything like that in my life. I never saw anybody talk like that in my entire life. He's yeah. just a psycho. I can't stand him. He's misogynistic. He's he took the money for the school and went to Magic City. Look, I'm going to just say this. No, look. And he's the money for the I don't like Umar Johnson at all. And I, and I, and I don't don't, like don't have a butt to that sentence. Don't, don't have like, a butt. Please, no butt. No butt. Please, no butt. Murphy does not speak. There's a butt. There's a butt. Listen, listen, listen. I don't approve of whatever's following this butt. It's wrong. Did on Nadia. Leave it up. Leave it up. Yo, he do more research than Kiki Palmer. I, I don't think that that's still true. <laughs> he does research. He no, does oh, bad oh, research. More research, but it's likely bad research. Umar would have never said no dumb shit like that about Umar. <laughs> well, he would have definitely said some dumb shit like that. Where is that? Where's the EBT quote? <laughs> oh, 
He would have been like salts and sugars and fats make you feminine, and that's the problem with all our young black men. Yeah, he was like, no, 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 wait, wait. Preaches about family unit is in disarray. Because the Snickers, the alphabet community is out and about is because of this poor diet. This will be my last. This will be my last thing. This will be my last thing. Dr. Umar will be like, you know, food stamps, man. You know, they need to be used for healthy foods, but they should not no longer be used for white foods. No <laughs> eggs, no rice, no cool wheat. All the flour. All the flour. It's like nigga meals only. Look, some foods just not gonna make it. Some foods you just gotta get rid of. You gotta look in the eye. <laughs> I would have been in the crowd, like crying of laughter and of pain. Like I cannot believe this is of ha- this is happening right now. I'm just tired oh of rich people saying shit to people trying to make it. Like shut the fuck up. There was a bunch of parents. He was talking to a room full of parents. He wasn't. No, tell Umar Johnson that's the content we need, yo. He needs to exactly. be criticizing the white food access on YouTube. He need to do those YouTube videos at his place of comfort, which is Magic City. Meals. He may not bring your white meals. Yo, Kiki Palmer and Omar Johnson need to link, link up on this EBT talk. No, no, that would be the biggest dumpster fire. <laughs> you know who would link up with her, though? Killer Mike. <laughs> on that note, we're going to see y'all with the next uh, segment on TBH. <laughs> Year. Welcome back to TBH. Um, we're back with our uh, Who's Lying segment. Um, and today we have a, uh, some special guests in the, in the building. Um, you know, over the past couple of weeks uh, or since the election, um, the, the real controversy has been that Trump won't leave. And he thinks that he didn't lose. And he thinks that the, 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 the original count of the election was flawed and, and had a whole bunch of problems that we demanded in the recount. And so it's a debate you know, the issue of this recount. Um, we're going to have uh, defending the side of the original counters. We have evangelist Cheryl Thompson, 58-year-old uh, ballot counter from southwestern Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you for joining us, Miss Cheryl. Very blessed to be here. Thank you, son. All right. All right. And to defend the, the side of the, the people calling for the recount, we have uh, Clarence Jacobs, a 45-year-old small business owner of a floor and tile company um, from southwestern Detroit. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Support Clarence's Tiles. Clarence's Tiles. Make sure y'all check that out on YouTube. Check that out on on, on Facebook. Clarence's Tiles. Um, All right. So uh, I I think I want to start this off with a couple a question to Clarence. Um, Why do we need a reach count? I mean, I think there's just a lot of evidence of voter fraud all across the country. In Brooklyn, 25% of the mail-in ballots were deemed false. In North Carolina, voters reported receiving two ballots in the mail. There's just all around the country. Can we really trust any of these voters? People are handing in two votes. Dead people are voting. Babies are voting. People are making their animals vote. There's so many different... There's so many different varieties of voter fraud happening here. Just to, just to protect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Brooklyn, 25% of mail-in votes were uh, rolled in ballot during the June Democratic primary in a New Jersey special oh, wait, election. Wait, during, wait, that was during the June primary? Yeah, yeah, yes, it was. But it, just shows that the, it just shows that the system is structurally incompetent. 
You want another example? Right. In North Carolina, um, voters were rece- report receiving two well, ballots in the mail. Two ballots, Mr. Murphy. Can we really trust this system? Can we yeah, believe like, Sleepy they, Joe? Did they, did, they, did they submit? I mean, okay. Miss Cheryl, um, how do you feel about this Like this idea that you know, uh, you're like you need to recount the ballot. Like, what, what's up with that? I want to use the words that a woman of God would use, but the day of judgment will come before I count another ballot again. I know how to count. I've been counting since I was in elementary school. And so learned. you've accepted it. You've accepted the fraud. Um, what I have accepted, young man, is manners and understanding when it's my time to talk and when it's not my time to talk. And I hope that you one day will learn those things at your big age. But over here, oh, we've counted, we've recounted, we've triple checked. We have done all that we can do to make sure everything is fair and balanced. How long did it take to count on the ballot, Ms. Hare? What felt like eons. It felt, mm. felt like eons. Felt like eons. I, mean, I know in Georgia they was having a bunch of problems. Like uh, there was like a council, like one of the rooms where a pipe had burst. Like there were no ballots in the room, Ugh. but like a pipe had bursted in the building, and like it caused like everybody to get evacuated, take the ballots out, bring the And there were ballots destroyed, and there were Trump ballots destroyed in that pipe burst. Yes, there were. Yes, there were. According to my media outlets, there were ballots destroyed. There were no ballots in the room where the pipe ballots destroyed. Okay, so I, I guess that brings me to we my. We were next. in hazardous conditions. We were in hostile atmosphere. Yes, anywhere the Democrats are is hazardous conditions. We were in hazardous conditions because our current president decided that bleach would be the best antidote to a global pandemic. Um, we are also hey, in don't, don't disrespect my president. Don't disrespect my president. His followers. Well, you're outgoing president, I think you should say. After you finish your recount. Wait, so, so, okay, that's a, that actually brings me to my net. That's a really good segue. Um, Clarence. So, yes, yes, yes. Historically speaking, we've had a bunch of recounts. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and every election, you know, usually has a recount eventually just to okay. check. Like, 2016, yeah. we recounted. Like, mm-hmm. in most recounts, almost every recount has, has never caused the flip what? in a presidential election. And only one time in history has it caused. Well, Donald Trump is different from every other president, Mr. Murphy. I think you know that. Well, I mean, well, why would that? Why would that change the process of? Where is his video in public? Did he? Did he? Did he? Did he? Question mark. What do like? I think we have. I think there's evidence of voter fraud all across the country that both of you are choosing not to see. Like I said earlier, there are dead people voting. No, no, no. I see voter fraud. In the acts of white supremacists holding guns outside of polls. I have I nothing to do with that. I don't confirm nor deny that that even Stacey happened. Abrams okay. election where votes were literally thrown who's, away. Who's that? I don't even know who that is. When and where you choose voter fraud occurs. Look, I'm just trying to make the best decisions for my flooring and tile business, and that's supporting Donald Trump and his ventures. Flooring and tile business is destined to fail. I actually had a question. Look, linonium is in. Linonium is in. Our servant for the devil. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I had a question for you, Ms. Cheryl. Um, uh, I know the, 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 uh, people were coming outside of the building to intimidate people, like to bat, like go in and like, <sighs> but were there people like in what the building this? that were trying to watch you all count as well? 
I believe no one was allowed into the buildings. We had mm. a solid foundation of people that protected us while we did our our work. Who are those people? Work. Who are they affiliated hold with? On, hold on, hold on, Clarence. Hold on, Clarence. Hold on, Clarence. Miss Cheryl, just so the listeners know, like you know, you're, you're staying in the game. Is this your first election? No, I've been a part of the election process since Black people had worked and tirelessly worked to get the ballot uh, or get the voting rights amendment passed. So you've been frauding the democratic process for over 30 years, I hear. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Young man. I am an adult. (laughs) Young man, you are a young man. Excuse me. Because of where you are mentally. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. Because of where you are mentally, I shall refer to you as a young man. Where I am mentally is the number one flooring and tiling company in this region. Sure. The number one small business flooring and tiling company in this tri-state area. That's where I am I mentally. Think, I, I believe, like your president, you have a show of false bravado in your business. I have a very large pickup truck. So Congratulations. So, so Welcome Ms. to the show. I know a lot of the Trump supporters were saying that it's unfair to have like people not watch you can. Yeah. If you said this is your first election, have you ever been watched? No, I've we've never been watched. You're too good for it. You're too good to be watched. Integrity of it. And we're not and honestly, yes, we are too good for white supremacists who already intimidated us at the polls. Not white supremacists, small business owner. Whatever you say, dear. Um here's a question for Clarence. Why I didn't get why? to finish my question. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Cheryl. I apologize, Miss Cheryl. Yeah, thank you, sir. Just like the left. Um, learn to be silent and learn to be still in your silence. Your mind would learn more. Anyway, I think the reason why we should not have people who have produced intimidating tactics to watch those who are trying to ensure a fair and just and normal election should should be something seen as a move to preserve democracy as opposed to intimidating democracy into whining and throwing a fit when things don't go your way. It's absolutely ridiculous. We don't, and it's funny when and where these people see voter suppression. Where is- what do you have to say to the people who are against the recount? To to their are they they say that you know you're basically whining and that you know this is just you you know being a really really sore loser on the Republican side. What do you say to people? That are say we that? whining because we want to preserve democracy? Are we whining because we want to raise our men and our women in a world that supports our ideals and our beliefs? And the backbone of America, which is the voting process, is secured. Are we wrong for that? Am I wrong for wanting my child to grow up in a world where his vote matters, no matter what district he comes from, where the Biden campaign and this evangelist here can mysteriously compel, mysteriously combust a bunch of random mail-in votes from dead people and animals and dogs and just suddenly get rid of the clear, obvious, most popular president we've had in a very long time. All right, let me get a follow-up question real quick. So yes, why, sir. so then should Georgia have recounted the ballot in 2018? I think, yes. So Georgia has normally gone red. I think just that by itself is a reason to recount the ballots. I just think, why would those people just suddenly go from the obvious right decision? So why did, 
So then why do Republicans deny the ability to recount during the 2018 midterm and call everybody that asked for a recount, not just Stacey Abrams, but Andrew Gilliam included, whiny babies? Hey, the past is the past. People are allowed to grow, aren't they? I used to have a small regional talent business. And now I have three locations in four states. Voter suppression and where you don't see voter suppression. <laughs> and you are wrong about you wanting your child's vote to matter when it's pre when it's predicated off of my child's vote not mattering. Also, you assume that it's only leftists who are counting these votes. It is a bipartisan community. But who is watching is these, votes? these votes? Who is watching you? Mrs. So, Evangelist. So do you think here's a question. Are the are the is the Senate are the the, the seats that the, well, the Republican Party gained in the House, are those legitimate? I don't even know politics like that. Logic, I just I just know that there's fraud. Well. Wait, so there's fraud. So like so so the the Senate gained a bunch of like there were a bunch of seats in the House that got that turned red. I think right? there I think there can be a light even in the midst of darkness, Mr. Murphy. What? Wait, so, so and that so light these, is Joe Biden wait, and wait, Kamala wait. Harris. Wait, so those same ballots that flip things red that gives you that light should be rejected for flipping the president blue. I mean, I think we have specific instances in specific states of their of of ballot places being tampered with. So yes, it is more specific to the actual specific, ballot place than the vote itself. What specific example? I'm sure you saw that video with all those illegal ballots being taken out on that hand truck being put in that shady white van. I know you've seen that video, Mr. Murphy. What, that was what, in North... Where is this video? What is this regards to? Like, what is this evidence of? Oh, now there's no evidence. There's no evidence, you say. Well, you might I, might I read you some statistics here, please? Yeah, please. In Pennsylvania's primary, half of the counties were still counting ballots a week after the election. Reports in Wisconsin of wait, 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 please. Let me. There were reports in Wisconsin of three trays of mail missing, containing absentee ballots in a ditch. A ditch. How many ballots did you count per day? Now you give me an estimate. How many? How many you throw away too? Give us a little quick little number. Well, we threw zero away. That's an easy. How many are in your? How many are under your bed right now? At least like hundreds of thousands to get it out as quickly as possible because Republican legislators of states were making sure that we were unable to count ballots until after the polls had closed. Also. No, that's specific to your this state. This young man is just not very well researched because he would know that statistically Republicans, the Republicans were more likely to show up at the polls in person because a lot of them, like their leader, don't believe in social on social distancing or any of those protective protocols. Malarkey, malarkey. Okay, so a lot of them showed up to the polls and had very little resistance from armed guards against their interest vote to persuade them to vote against their interests and democrats are more likely to mail in ballots so even if there were ballots thrown those ballots would hurt democrats more than they would hurt republicans what about the all those military ballots that we never caught that we never counted did you count any of those military ballots from overseas what about all of those that we you missed those like those of my son my 19-year-old son, Braylon, who's over right now in Afghanistan fighting for his life.
Does his vote not matter because he's fighting for our country? His vote was not counted, Mr. Murphy. He's fighting for your right to vote. He's fighting for your right to vote. was accepted. He's going through PTSD every day just so you can vote every day. Sound like a bad parent. And they don't count his votes. My last question, and it's for Clarence. He's a true patriot. I have a last question for Miss Cheryl as well. But my last question for Clarence. Yes, and, yes. And realistically, like really realistically. Yes, yes. How many more votes do you think Trump will get on a recount? On a recount? We're talking potentially millions. So you think there's not even millions in Georgia, you dumb fuck. So you think millions. so you think that in Georgia We're talking we're talking countrywide. I'm not talking specifically to Georgia. In the country. In the country every one of these every one of these blue states I'll demand a recount right now. So every so wow, only the blue states. So right okay. now. So so every single country, every single like Michigan, vote. Wisconsin, I want them back. Arizona, we want it back. Recount demanded. And you expect millions of votes. We don't expect. We demand. Wow. All right, Miss Cheryl, from your expertise and you're like an actual ballot counter, how many votes do you think? Are, are likely for Trump to actually gain through a recount. I don't think, I think the votes he already has is the votes that he got. I think maybe if we're being optimistic at the but most countrywide, we're looking 10 million. at tens of thousands of votes. Mm, tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Joe is looking at tens of thousands. I'm looking at tens of millions. Well, you know, you wow. have big dreams. You have big ambitions, but like you know, I was gonna, I was gonna end my guest appearance. Reality. I was gonna end my guest appearance on this amazing podcast with offering you both a discount on linoleum tiles, but you know what? I'm gonna pull it from you, Miss Evangelist. I'm gonna pull it. You pay full price. What a blessing. You pay full price. God was really looking out in that moment. You pay full price, and I'm gonna double charge you for waxing. I also don't know who's gonna recount these ballots except for Jesus, because I'm not about to. No, no, no. We have our own people. We have our own people. You're fine. You've been I'm fired. Sure you will. You've been fired. I'm sure you've got you've been let go. Great organization. <laughs> wow. You've been let go. All right, I'm ready to render a decision. Um, so I vote. Come on, come on. I come side on. on the side of Evangelist Cheryl. Damn it. But it's it's mainly two reasons. First, Clarence, it's something in the twang when you talk to let me know that you don't wear a mask, and so I I can't. I can't get with that. Uh, nigga don't wear a mask. Uh, you can't put a mask on my freedom. And the second thing, and I think I can put a muzzle on your mouth. The second thing, and the kind of the most important thing, which is also like my opinion on just this whole recount thing, is where the fuck is the evidence? Like, what is the evidence? I've read so much, what? so many statistics to you. So many. Yeah, all of the where are your are, sites? All of the statistics are hearsay. All of the statistics are either hearsay, not about the presidential election, or are inconsequential. Who My cares? source is www.governmentalfacts.com. Who cares? Hilarious. <laughs> who, ah, who cares if somebody got mailed two ballots if they sent one in? It's not somebody. Thousands. And they sent more than one. That's wink, just wink. True. That's just untrue. Like, and, and that's the thing that's killing me, which is like, and, and, and this is like, this will probably be like a longer talk another time when I shit on Daniel Cameron, um, who's like literally the coon of the century. But I, I, I think 
the, the, the lack of effort and lack of evidence and the amount of effort put in to find something, if it was applied to Breonna Taylor's case, could have arrested those men. But instead, we're applying it to a situation like this where, at best, the evidence is hearsay. At worst, the evidence is bullshit. And so, but like, even in either of those situations, you don't have a case. And it's literally just also white don't want and- any linoleum. Linoleum. It's white people being able to, white institutions being able to become malleable and find ways to make themselves sustainable. Even when, quote unquote, democracy or democratic institutions step in and say it's no longer their time. So uh, I definitely will go on the side of uh, Evangelist Cheryl because I think that the, the count has been done. The count has been done. Joe Biden is our next fucking president. And honestly, President Trump is setting such a bad presidential precedent and he's making it honestly the, the office a joke. And honestly, if other leaders internationally are laughing at us, we kind of deserve it because we voted that nigga in. And I can't wait till January 20th, huh? Low key, I might pop out the DC just for the inauguration on the strength. Sounds like a lot of bias, but thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm not. I don't need your floor and tile company, Clarence. Thank you, Evangelist Cheryl. I appreciate you. You be easy. I'll see you in church now. Clarence Tiles, Arlington, Virginia. Check us out. It's a failing business. It's not going to be on the website. The word is rebuild. The word is bankruptcy. That he is. Hopefully your your Florida tile company doesn't fail because of COVID. Hopefully it does, because you deserve it. Or it might. If you're a Trump supporter, you don't wear a mask, it probably will. So whatever. Um you won't live that long to see the results. Mask or no mask, you still need bamboo roofing and flooring. Thank you, Evangelist Cheryl Thompson and Mr. Clarence Jacobs for being our, our guest on TBH today. We'll be back uh with more of TBH. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to TBH. Uh, it's Murphy here with Wallflower and Face B. Um, yo, so we're here with Unpopular Opinion. Um, I have an unpopular opinion today that I'm going to finish share and uh, get some reactions from. Um, and so, uh, 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 Look at him stuttering. No, pause. Damn, I don't know. Hold on. Maybe let me eggs out of some stuff. Okay, so my opinion for this week, um, I know, okay, I know that we shit on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for getting rid of Dark Skin and Viv, okay? I, I also love Dark Skin and Viv. Her dance class episode was iconic. Um, however, um, my unpopular opinion is, I, I'm not to say that like I like Light Skin and Viv more or nothing like that, but more so that I don't think that the show had that much of a drop-off after Janet L. Hubbard left the show, like people think it did. Like, I really don't think. A lot of the, I, I think what actually happened instead was that because she left, it forced the other actors to kind of bring the best out. And a lot of the most memorable episodes of Fresh Prince actually happened post her departure. So like most people, the most memorable episode of Fresh Prince for almost everybody is the episode where uh, Will's dad came back into his life and then Will left. And he left that his life again. That was post- the the transition on Viv, the episode where Carlton, um, where Will got shot at the ATM and Carlton had a gun, and you know 
that happened post the transition. Uh, the uh, episode, the whole like, uh, Hillary Banks, will you marry me? That's it. Y'all remember that? That happened post that, right? So what I think, literally, what I think happened was a lot of the other actors had to step it up because they knew what they lost with the loss of Janet L. Hubbard. That I think that some of the best episodes actually happened after she left. Not to say the show, you know, benefited from her loss, but I will say that it might have brought the best out of everybody else. So that's my take. Take it what you will. Well, first, this is colorism. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> but wow. second, I think the problem is that the examples you're listing is like hella dramatic examples and it kind of goes against the heart of the show which is supposed to be a comedy like the fact that they had more like what what do you call them um special episodes like a very special episode post her i feel like just shows how it started becoming more um gimmicky and following the trends of other like cheesy sitcoms like uh which we'll call it what's that called full house and shit like that like it started doing like to it was just getting sporadic like for me I feel like what it lost was also the dynamic between Viv and her husband Phil R.I.P. Uncle Phil like because I feel like Dark Skin on Viv Janet Hubert really brought dimensions to their relationship that were very sorely missed like I feel like he kind of fades in the background with her and it's like those characters or those actors those storylines would have happened with or without the presence of Aunt Viv but the character of Aunt Viv slowly just disappears into this just background mom role that is a real disservice to the character like she did not step it up like she did not bring like a the same like uniqueness and funness to that character as like Aunt Dark Skin on Viv did. Like Aunt Viv is Dark Skin on Viv. Like that is that character. Like I feel like this recast, she didn't really like, she didn't really step it up. Like, and that happens a lot in these like Family Matters did the same shit or they got rid of um the dark skin wife when she was kind of the heart of the show at like light skin Aunt Rachel take her place. Like, but I feel like the difference is Light Skin Aunt Rachel was still like a strong actress. Like you can't name me a single Light Skin Aunt Viv episode that you remember, even though you can remember these other people. So I feel like that those storylines would have been inevitable um, with these characters or with these actors as they grew up and like lived life. But Aunt Viv, this new Aunt Viv added nothing to the show. Um, yeah, mainly, I like to watch a lot of sitcoms, and I always think the best part about sitcoms is the family dynamic, right? It's like the relationship each family member uniquely has with the other family member. And I can never think of any of, like, my favorite classic sitcoms if they just exchange, like, the one of the leads and just replace it randomly, especially with someone who doesn't really look like the person, kind of naturally just changes the dynamic. So I get the point that, like, maybe the episodes are just as good, even though they may change from, like, being funny to dramatic, and it seemed like the acting may improve. I may believe some of Devon's arguments about, like, look, maybe 
people like pulled their weight extra hard knowing that like the fans weren't going to like this change. But I just think that it just changes the dynamic by itself and it just never gets back to that point. It's like, it's supposed to be a current, it's supposed to be something that you watch from beginning to end and to be the relationship between like one family with each other, right? Not, not like one family, switch, another mom, whole another like four seasons later, right? Kind of like throws a rock in the middle of the series for me. I don't think it, like, made it unwatchable, because I definitely still watched it after, but, like, it definitely felt, like, awkward, a little weird, because I felt like she didn't have the same relationship that, like, um, the original Aunt Viv had with the children. It felt kind of, like, inorganic. It felt like she was trying to, like, uh, the actor was trying to make up for those holes by just, like, uh, trying to get some of the more emotional episodes in, but still it never felt the same, because it's a sitcom. Sitcoms are always about, like, the 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 core family you can get away with that on like dramatic shows on like on um miniseries type shows but when it's like a, a show about a family and family interactions like you fall in love with individual members of that family and i'm pretty sure that on viv had her own fan base of people who just like loved her on that show maybe they love will too but they just like you know you always love the mom character on these shows like the mom character always sticks like you always remember like the strong black mom and like the you know the 90s sitcom thing and after she left, it just kind of felt like there had to be a replacement, and they found one, but the, the chemistry and the dynamic wasn't the same. But, of course, the writers are going to be the same, so the quality of the episodes aren't going to be bad because the writers are still there, and 99% of the cast is still there. But, I don't know. It was it was more than a subtle change for me. It definitely affected how I saw it. Yeah, like, I just feel like on viv just stopped existing on that show even though on viv was like a part of this show and i think that changed a lot of things because i feel like the first three seasons there was a very distinct chemistry happening that really makes the show pop like even if you can't necessarily remember like the fact that they didn't need those big dramatic episodes to still make those episodes super memorable is something that i think is significant for me and i just don't know if like I just feel like light skin on Viv just kind of disappeared the character of on Viv and made her very like just background meet quiet wife and those were the things that on Viv wasn't and that went against that character uh okay so it was like milk toast I think so first thing is I think that it's not I don't think it's fair to be like Fresh Prince became dramatic because I think it was already dramatic so like the episode where Carlton accidentally took speed and got rushed to the hospital, the episode where they had to clean up the performer projects and they started talking about like class dynamics within black communities. The, like there's a bunch of dramatic episodes that had uh, Janet L. Hubbard as uh, on Viv. So I think that there's a, 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 a healthy mix. I can remember everything, bro. I just like Fresh Prince. That's my shit. And so I think there's a healthy mix of drama on both sides. But I do think that I also don't, I think that the difference is, because I agree that Light Skin and Viv takes like a background mom role a little bit, like definitely not as dynamic as a character of Janet L. Hub, like not, not even close. But I think that the reason that it was okay for me is because I think the show naturally started to transition from a, a, about the family in the home to being about the kids' adult lives. And so that's like when the, for example, when Carlton and Will move out of the house and move into the pool house. Right, like so, then the dynamic is no longer about them all in the living room and having that family time. The dynamic now has these older gentlemen growing up, sneaking girls and whatever, having that storyline, or, or the fact that uh, even later on in the show, 
where they move from the pool house to college. Right now, they don't even have the family in the episodes no more. They're at school. And they started introducing other elements of other characters. Like, that's when you start to get Nia Long and Tyra Banks as, like, long-term characters and parts of, as, 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 as their love interest for Will. Because all of Will's love interests previous to Janet L. Hubbard leaving were all short-term love interests that like, an episode or two. Like, he dated Tisha Campbell for an episode. He dated Naomi Campbell for an episode. He dated Whitley from a different world from an episode. So, you know, it's always, like, one episode. But then post that, and he started to get into his adult life, those girlfriends started to be long-term girlfriends. And they started to be figured into the storyline. Because, like, the, the storyline shifts from being family-focused or to being, like, about this, like, close-knit family to being about what happens when the kids go out. Like, what happens when the Fresh Prince leaves the nest? And I think that... It flowed naturally for me. And I think that low-key, it kind of let the... It, it granted the show an additional two seasons that I don't think it might have had otherwise. Because it let the storyline leave the home and kind of grow with the kids, which is kind of important if you want a show about kids to go past high school. Low-key, that's kind of why the show one-on-one failed. But, like, that's a whole other conversation. No, that makes sense. It's just that in terms of, like the the characters of Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil, they were severely hurt by the departure of Janet Hubert. I think, Aunt Viv, I think Aunt Viv was hurt. I think if anything, Uncle Phil, after she left, became like the OG dad. Because that's when you start to get those episodes about like when he was camping with, with uh, Carlton and, and, and Will and, and the episodes about Ashley being a prima donna and like being like a celebrity singer and like the father dynamic there. So a lot of the like Uncle Phil was like the, the OG dad, like the the black dad. Cause like it wasn't like Uncle Viv is the black mom no more. It was just like Uncle Phil is like dad nigga. So like it started to be like this, this like shift in the in the parent dynamic. Just, and I simply I honestly just think it's because I don't even and I, her name is um let's not be rude. Uh Daphne Reed. Daphne Maxwell Reed is her name. Um nah. Uh Daphne Maxwell Reed is her name. Um and she was okay. But she just didn't have the dynamism of Janet L. Hubbard. Like it, it just wasn't there, and that's why I think, because um, I don't, I don't think necessarily the writers would like make Uncle Phil that nigga. I just think James Avery was a fucking phenomenal actor, just a super, super phenomenal actor. Big bags, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Right, first right. right. You needed a Janet L. Hubbard next to him because he was just that damn good. And when you don't have somebody as good next to him, he's gonna outshine them. And so I think that's what happened in the show. But yeah, that's my unpopular opinion. I don't think it even that. I don't even think it's that bad, yo, low key. People, you're gonna go back and watch the fresh. That colorism, you gonna agree? Ready here first. Like, Von Murphy's a colorist. I guess I'm a colorist. Yo, light skin niggas are colorist. Ooh, big news. Oh. <laughs> you heard uh, it here on. To be honest, right. My justification for getting rid of unfit is colorism. Yeah. You tell me what I'm doing. He was like, it don't bother me that there are less dark skinned people up in this bitch. I guess that, that was great. I guess, I guess you could read what I said like that. I, I no, I'm just being petty. <laughs> I honestly stopped watching after uh Janet leaves. Just you because so many, you missed yo, if you if you stop watching, you will miss so many good freaking episodes. There's so many good episodes. Nah, I'm good off of it. Mm. I'm one of those people, though, who embrace that some shows should just be three seasons and that's it. But, like, the, the fourth, fifth, and sixth seasons were actually good, though. <laughs> like, it's not like they were I'm bad. Saying, 
I'm just saying, like, so I'm I'm someone who's pro cutting a show off before it gets worse than keeping a show running. Like Watchmen, when they decided not to renew it, I was like, bet, just keep it as it is. No, Honestly, it is what it is. We don't need to renew it unless it's a it's an all black team. Nah, that blew me. I ain't gonna lie, that blew me. Um, no, nah, I respected. I was like, you know what, white man, yeah, you should not renew this. They should have kept Will Smith and Fresh Prince going as long as they could. It could have been like The Simpsons. No, it's too much. They no, had his kids. Not at all. Not at all. That's had his an enemy. Kids on there. It could have been the longest running sitcom of all time. No, thank you. Imagine the crossover episodes of That's So Raven. It would have happened. That would be hell. <laughs> that would be television hell. And you know they would like. You know they would cross over with Moesha first. Yo, Ashley and Moesha will be friends and shit in college. That's how they meet. Or they would be beefing because, like, Moesha jealous of Ashley. That's facts. I met this girl Ashley today, Diana. Ashley Banks. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. Um, thanks for hanging out with us on this episode of TVH. Um, check back in with us next week. We're going to have some more funny content for you. Um, Murph McGirt. We have Wallflower. We have Face Beat. I'll let y'all niggas later. Peace.